No Dunks is brought to you by GameTime, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. NBA ticket prices tend to drop right before the game starts. It's a fact. GameTime tracks prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers, then shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the GameTime app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. But guys, it's not just about getting into the game. You can get into a concert if you want as well. Lee, I was looking at the schedule for here in Atlanta next week. Bangers. Elton John is going to be at State Farm Arena next week. If you're not in on that, though, Gus Dapperton will be at Terminal West. The Gus Dapperton. Wait to get your tickets, though. Use game time. They get cheaper as you get closer. Head to the App Store or Play Store now to download game time and score awesome deals on last-minute tickets to Gus Dapperton. I love Gus. A guy who thinks he can read the mind of a woman is a guy who knows nothing. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast. I'm J.E. Skeets up in Toronto still, and alongside me, the man making the magic happen, J.D. How's it going, eh? There he is, eh? Joining us down live in Atlanta, we got the homie, Tass Mellis. Hello. Hello, Tass. We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey, hey, yo. And last, certainly not least, the international man of mystery taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Mm, Lily. All right. Happy Tuesday to everyone listening. A few quick reminders. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at No Dunks Inc. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash no dunks inc. Well, I guess it's official. We're now on Facebook. You know it, Garth. Email us your NBA questions and comments to no dunks at theathletic.com. We'll be stepping on the beach tomorrow on Wednesday, so get your questions in for our mailbag-only podcast right now. And finally, yesterday, we released a new bonus podcast in our feed, an interview series we're calling one-on-one. The Athletic's John Hollinger joined Tass and Trey to discuss many things, his grit and grind days and what the Warriors can do to get things back on track. And you guys had a nice discussion about blackberries. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> I highly recommend you check out that podcast. That's one-on-one with John Hollinger. Great job, Tass and Trey. You guys have a blast down there yesterday? John was really fun. He was in a good good spirits. Yeah, I did notice, though, Skates, you called it one-on-one. Seem to be two of us down here mm. interviewing John Holland. <laughs> yeah, I know. Then again, we did have a show called The Starters for six years. With <laughs> four guys on it, so it's fine. Yeah, exactly. It's all in the family. <laughs> Who really cares? Sometimes it might be one-on-one. Sometimes it might be two-on-one like it was yesterday. Maybe it'll be a three-on-one, a four-on-one. Maybe it'll be a three-on-two. Maybe we'll interview two guests at once. Um, who knows? But let's just go with one-on-one for right now. That was great work, guys. So again, check that out. All right. We got some up and down fun, up or down fun, I should say, a little bit later in the show. But looking back quickly at last night's action, there was 11 games on. We're not going to be able to get to them all here. But one that you were at again, Trey, uh, and maybe one of the more entertaining games of the night. Sixers, 105. Hawks, 103. Um, Trey Young on fire in the first quarter, but uh, that that pesky Sixers defense uh, threw a... Through the length at him with Josh Richardson and Thibel and all that, and they slowed him down as the game went on. But a close game. Looked like a fun one down at the Fortress again, despite the Hawks coming up short, Trey. Yeah, it's always a risk to go to a game when there's a whole bunch of games on the schedule. But last night it paid off. Kind of the first test to see where the Hawks are sort of actually at in the mm-hmm. rankings uh, in the Eastern Conference. I thought we learned two things. Number one, you figured out how teams are going to guard Trey Young when they really need to to shut him down. Uh, The Sixers, when they picked up the defense, they got the ball out of his hands. They were picking him up closer to half court, sometimes even after half court. Uh, So that, to me, is going to be the next thing that Trey Young needs to do is figure out how to attack the traps and also attack guys who are a lot longer than he is. I think, uh, like, Steph Curry, I remember, used to have problems with, like, Atabo Cephalosha. Andre Robertson was always the kind of guy that was going to maybe be the Steph stopper, those guys who can move their feet and still be long enough to contest shots. The other thing I thought we learned was that the Sixers' defense is going to be incredible. They gave up 40 points in the first quarter of the Hawks, which seemed insane. But then they started trying on defense for the final three quarters. They shut things down. Trey Young scored nine points on three, cor- on three pointers in the first five minutes of the game. He made two, got fouled on another, made the free throws. None after that. Yeah. Uh, they just looked incredible. Uh, Brett Brown said afterwards that they just 
got into their defense a little more. They decided to pick him up earlier. They decided to play with a little bit more intensity. Ben Simmons said he was saving himself for the fourth quarter to be able to guard Trey Young. So I don't know. When you look at the Sixers offense, it's going to be ugly sometimes. But the defense is also going to be ugly sometimes. They've got so many guys that they could throw at a ball handler like Trey Young. We saw Richardson take a turn. We saw Tybalt take a turn. We saw Simmons take a turn. That's a lot of different guys who can guard the best in the league. Yeah, you talk about their offense. I'm still sort of surprised that the Sixers won this game because it seemed to bog down late, but they were able to still get baskets because the Simmons and Embiid combination, that's a question that still hasn't got a clear answer. And there was a time in the fourth quarter there where it just looked like there was too many bodies. They brought in Al Horford to hopefully spread the floor a little bit, and he can do that. He, didn't, he wasn't really shooting the ball all that well last night. But that is still going to be a problem for the Sixers to figure out. While their defense is this good, it's going to keep them in games. But at some point, I think Brett Brown is going to try to have to figure out a way to, to, to just open things up a little bit because, as I say, they won this game. They're 3-0 and in the season, so great for the Sixers. But just watching them on offense, it's like there's a real congestion issue, I think, they're late because Simmons likes to go inside and sometimes does that jump in the air pass. And Embiid can shoot the three. We know he's capable of doing it, but he prefers to go inside, and especially against uh, like John Collins last night, who's a, a big, tall guy, but he's not that uh, physically strong uh, against someone like Embiid. Embiid should be down there really dominating the paint. So uh, good good win for the Sixers in the end. I mean, Vince nearly uh, nearly pulled the rabbit oh, out of yeah. the hat at the end. That would have been awesome, wouldn't it, if Vince hits that <laughs> runner uh, at the end of the game. But That, uh, that ball should still... have went back to Trey Young. There was, there, there was time for that ball to go back to Trey Young. I know that they, they, they sort of – it was weird because Trey stopped uh, when, when he was flying up the court. There wasn't a lot of time. They had to get this shot off. I got it. But he, he sort of stopped, and maybe that was on him – Maybe he kept going in the past, could have found him, but then it was like, okay, well, we got to give it to Trey, but or to Vince, excuse me, but you know, he just fires up. But he was like, there was no hope that was going in, really. I mean, give it back Come to him. Like, there was hope. No, man. no, it would have been a miracle. That was a horrible shot. I love Vince Carter. That was a horrible shot. That's stupid. <laughs> give it back to the star guy that hits can hit thirty foot bombs. It could have gone back to him. Trey Vince. was asking for it. Trey, Trey was he there. Sh- yeah, As you he said, he stopped. It. He was. He had his arms reached out. He was asking, old man, give, him, give me the ball. It's my turn. And I thought it had no shot as well. But then you see one angle, the, the corner from, from where you guys were sitting, Trey, there uh, in, uh, in press row above the six-man section. It was online. It wasn't that far off. It, it, it was close. But uh, I don't know how you really enjoyed that game all that much. I know to start was great. Trey Young drops Josh Richardson hello, the arena is going crazy. It feels, it feels like there's, there's definitely more of a buzz down there, mm-hmm. at, at least through the television. Uh, and then this Philadelphia 76ers team, as much as I love the personalities and I love how they're playing bash ball, basically, with all these big dudes and, and not a lot of shooting right now, uh, it can get ugly. And, um, and, and they, they definitely need somebody to, to spread it out. And, and, you know, if you like defense, you like the Sixers team. Yeah. And, and that's, I think, the worry with Trey Young. There's nobody else to create, and is he going to get gassed uh, when teams really want to bog down? Maybe it's okay to start the season, as you said, Trey, when teams don't necessarily care all that much about doubling and taking one guy out of the game. But in the fourth quarter, isn't that what you – you're just going to do that with this team. Is Cam Reddish going to make things happen? Well, the is, rookies look like rookies last night because they were taking the ball out of Trey Young's hand. So Hunter had chances to make yeah. plays. Reddish had chances to make plays. But – they just couldn't. Uh, yeah. There was a lot of turnovers. The Sixers' length became a, a massive problem for both of those guys, and they just looked overwhelmed. You know, they're playing their third game in the NBA, but you're right, Tass. They need somebody else who can create shots because when it comes down to it, Trey Young is going to at least sometimes not have the ball. Somebody else has to be able to right. do something. You know, nobody else scored in the fourth quarter for the Hawks except for a John Collins tip, which was like a miracle tip. Yeah. It was a, there's got to be somebody else. That being said, they're in, what, year two of a rebuild? Maybe year mm-hmm. three of a yeah. rebuild? So uh, as long as one of Hunter or Reddish pops, I, th- I think they will be happy. You saw Reddit, uh, Hunter make a couple of plays earlier in the game, but a little bit different. I love DeAndre Hunter. I, I'm so excited to watch him play. I just want this timeline to be sped up like crazy. I'm sure everybody <laughs> in, that, in that front office and Travis Schlank and everything they've done, they're very happy with th- how things are going. They're, they're happy with the Luka Doncic trade for Trey Young and what they got in Cam Reddish. I just want to see it happen now because that, that, that arena wants to pop. And, uh, and yeah, I want to see a, a playoff team. But Trey, Trey Young's doing everything he can out there. It, 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 we just need we – need, what about John Collins? Uh, his numbers have dropped off a little bit to start this season. Uh, I know you were high on him, Trey, to, to coming into this year. Going from 
listen, it's three games, but going from 19 and 10 to 14 and 10, he's, uh, he's just shooting less. Mm-hmm. And he missed a beautiful tip at the end there that could have sealed it w- with a minute left. Oh, yeah, that huge alley-oop. Yeah. Trey Young yeah. threw about 20 feet. Yeah, yeah, that was a, bad, yeah a little bit too high. Would have been a great finish if he put it down. But, uh, I mean, coming into the season, Collins was talking about being a playmaker, too. He hasn't mm-hmm. really done much of that. I think there is definitely a little bit more focus on him because teams come in saying, we got to stop Trey Young after that. we got to keep Collins off the glass and keep him away from the rim. So they got to figure uh, they got to figure something out. they got to figure somebody else who's going to be able to score because in a half court, it's tough. It's going to be a long bomb from Trey Young, or maybe he's going to make a play. Other than that, who's the guy? I mean, Jabari's capable of scoring. He's capable Jabari, of getting. Jabari, yeah. deep. He's capable of getting a basket for them. I mean, to take at least a little bit of the pressure off him. But it's it's having Jabari out there on the floor means <laughs> defensively you just you're four against five. Mm-hmm. So, but I guess that's why Travis Schlenk brought him in. It's like okay, we need at least a guy who's capable of doing one thing well. Uh, so far, he was okay the other night against Orlando Jabari. Mm-hmm. Um, Last night, not so much. But, and Evan Turner as well, another veteran they've brought in, at least a guy who can handle the ball, take a little bit of the pressure off him. But if those guys aren't playing, then, then you know, they're kind of useless on the team. One thing that kind of got answered last night, I thought, was Joel Embiid being the go-to guy late in the game. Because that was a question coming into the season. Jimmy Butler's gone. Who's going to be their go-to guy? Now, you expect a little bit more from Tobias Harris as that perimeter guy to sort of replace Jimmy Butler. He's struggled from the three-point line. He's still struggling to find his spot. But they went to Joel Embiid for the go-to basket at the end. He just said to John Collins, you are a fly on my back. Too small. Too small. And they gave it to him with five seconds left. He was the guy. They made the pass. Mm -hmm. That's where people are begging Brett Brown to just go to Joel Embiid. And and Joel Embiid's – I talked about Tobias Harris, but Joel Embiid's going to be the guy. And uh, But there needs to be a little bit of space around him. But it it was cool to see Joel Embiid – it's 2019, you're going to a big man in the post yeah. uh, to finish he, uh, games. He crushed one on Joe, uh, oh my John God. Collins early. That's up <laughs> that there for was... one of the dunks of the year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, that was, that credit, was credit, to, uh, credit to Collins for jumping. <laughs> a, lot, yeah. a lot of guys uh, yeah. are ducking out of the way there. Uh, and so Joel Embiid, I was expecting something on Twitter this morning. Nothing. Yeah. He's, a, he's giving it up. It's yeah. a horrible but pick. That's a horrible talk. pick in the uh, hashtag NBA Twitter draft. Yeah, but listen, he did <laughs> he did post it on Instagram. So, no, it doesn't matter. You know, no. I know, but I'm just saying he hasn't totally given up on the social game yet. <laughs> nice little shimmy afterwards, too, I thought, after that jam. Yeah, you you think he deserved a tech for that? No. no. Loving it in John Collins. I mean, that's that's the thing. Like, you do a dunk like that, and I think John Collins even sort of took that one on the chin and said, yeah, he got me, you know? Like, yeah. there was no no nastiness <laughs> in know. there. I know. They're going overboard. But let's have some fun, man. It's I driving know. me insane. Because it's like, you can block... Uh, I love this one. You can block a guy, and then you can do the Matumbo finger as long as you're doing it to the crowd. As long as you don't point the finger near the guy that you just denied, then you're fine. But if you, as soon as you put that finger near the guy that you just blocked, well, oh, that's a taunting for the tech. That's so stupid. It's like, which one is mm-hmm. it? I mean, that's so dumb. Um, but huge game from Embiid. Yeah, 30, 36, the, the 13, the 5, 3 steals, 1 block. A lot of turnovers. That, uh, that hurt him in the woe boy chances there. But good game. I also liked, uh, you said the dunk on Collins. I think he knew Trey Kirby was in attendance last night because he did the old hike, hike. Uh, through the legs pass to Ben Simmons <laughs> oh, for yeah. one of the best assists on the night on a very busy schedule. Trey, I mean, as a former, uh, I don't even know what you call yourself again. What were you? Uh, long snapper, Long baby. snapper, yeah. that's the word I'm looking for. What would you think of his form? Snapping those snaps, I love it, man. You never see a guy throw a ball through between his legs, except for like on a tip-off. Rondo used to yeah. do it with KG all the time. Uh, but to see it in the midst of almost traveling, pretty creative. <laughs> Thumbs up. That was a great yeah. pass. Also, um, Mike Scott ejected for the flagrant two foul with the like the bump foul, and the, they thought it was excessive, and he deserved a flagrant two and was tossed. I mean, what was everybody's opinion on that one? That seemed like a that seemed like a bit much. He got into it heavier with Philadelphia Eagles fans, didn't he, at a football game earlier this season? <laughs> yes, and he didn't get ejected for that. Uh, no, that was clearly over, over like an overreaction. Maybe a flagrant one. Maybe yeah. if you want, but not a flagrant yeah. two. Yeah. I, I was just scared going into this game that we were going to have uh, that, that same thing that we had last year with Joel Embiid where it's a game-time decision. It's a game-time decision. Don't know if he's going to play. Don't know if he's going to play because he had an ankle injury, missed the game prior. I want Joel Embiid in my life, and I think they're going to do a lot of the, uh, not the load managing in terms of missing. When, we, when I say load managing, I, think, I automatically think 15 games, but, but they are going to limit Joel Embiid's games somewhat. But he came back off that injured ankle, yeah. and, and as you said, 
A monstrous game, monstrous fourth quarter. Uh, if you're going to him, I, I mean, I, I, as much as I sort of don't want to watch the Sixers team on a league pass, I do want to watch a big man go at it. Yeah. And uh, it, it, that that part was fun. The hike was fun. Joel Embiid is fun, even though he's not doing it on social media. That was uh, that's funny. You say he was a game time decision because on Friday night. Um, I'm, I'm at Ken's house. Steej comes over. You guys know Steej. He's all suddenly like all pumped up because he's like, oh, my fantasy draft is tonight. Can you guys oh. help me? He's asking Ken and I to help him out. I don't play oh, fantasy yeah. basketball anymore. So You know he scheduled it for when he was going to be with <laughs> yeah, you Yeah, maybe it worked out. Maybe it worked out. So, uh, you know, we're like, sure, yeah, it'll be fun. We haven't done it in a long time, so we're helping him out. It was an auction draft. I've never done an auction draft, hmm. uh, I have to admit. I've always done sort of you're just straight up, like, you know, you get your order, it's a snake, and you make your picks. But this is one of those ones where, like, you nominate a guy, and you have, like, $200, let's say, for your roster, and then the bids, like, the bidding starts happening. Hmm. So, so. This is obviously a long story to get to the point of Joel Embiid. We we put the money in on Embiid, sixty five bucks something like that. So a good chunk of your uh, you know your salary cap if you want to call it that. But then we were worried because then we were like, oh god, yeah, is Embiid gonna play enough? And this was a perfect example, like you said, Tass. We didn't have him in the lineup. You know, Steve's just running it because it's his team. But we're like, yeah, it looks like he's not gonna play. He's a game time decision, so he leaves him out of the lineup. And then, of course, here comes Embiid and has a monster game. So then we're crapping on Steesh for not putting him in there. <laughs> Ken and I You should have messaged me, bro. I could have given you the I inside know. info. Yeah, I, I saw him walk right by me, and I thought, this guy is going to have uh, a terrible, terrible game. He's barely moving. He has zero energy. And then he went out there and dominated. Only had to play 33 minutes. Is that true? So he sort of really looked, shut down. He, oh, he my goodness. He walked by. I was like... I was like, what? Oh, my. This guy must have just been out in Buckhead all night partying. <laughs> He's barely making it to the crowd. He, like, goes up and, like, puts his hands up when he gets to the court, like, uh, I'm here. And then he was just, like, throwing his body around, dunking on everybody and taunting the crowd. So, yeah, maybe I didn't have the best inside info. No, he probably played with the Atlanta flu. <laughs> He probably just played through it because he's Joel Embiid. Uh, was it also a keeper league? Because that's pretty fun. You get to keep your your players year to year no. as well. You don't. You do, oh no, no, it wasn't a auction. keeper league. Definitely, definitely <laughs> was not. I've never. I, I like the that. auction for something different though, because then if you really want that player, you buy him. It's honestly, you know, you, it's nerve wracking because early yeah. on, all the big names obviously get put up on the block, and you're like, I don't know, do I? put 80 of my dollars into Kawhi Leonard or, you know, like LeBron. It's like, so we sort of, we played it cool. We were playing, I guess, like, no, we were like, there's so many this good guy just called This guy just called drafting in a fantasy league. Cool. Uh, you uh, should, da, 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 on a Friday night. On top, a Friday man. night. You should, you should see our team, though, because we just let them go crazy, and all these guys ran out of money, and then we were just snatching up, like, Chris Middleton for, like, 15 bucks, you know, like, when he should be, like, 45 Steel. bucks. Oh, man. We got, our, our team is stacked. Cool, no cool. one cares because no one cares about your dream last night, and no one cares about your friend's fantasy no, I, I will. I will say, LeBron plays two K like he plays basketball. Yeah. You you play fantasy like it's the actual NBA. Sixty five dollars for Joel Embiid. That's thirty two point five percent of right. the cap. <laughs> right. Thank you, money. <laughs> that's right in line. <laughs> right. With what's going on? Yeah. yeah we you, got a uh, we got Lillard for uh, for a similar price too. So I mean, we're teaming Lillard with Embiid there as our stars, and then filling up the roster with like Kevin Loves and Middletons and and Bookers. I mean, we're we're rolling, man. Book- wow, our team is stacked. Our team is stacked. He's Who got, are you playing? He's got, team. I told you, Stisha's got Ken and I in his corner, it. man. Oh my goodness, it's amazing. All right, let's keep it moving here, though. Uh, Actually, I got one question oh, okay, for you sorry. guys. I've I've been at I've been at the fortress now the last two nights, seen a lot of dance cam. So I got a poll for you. I thought it was going to be two choices. Okay. Who's better on a dance cam? A really, really fat guy who can dance. Yeah. That's who they had for uh, opening night. They hired some guy from America's Got Talent, and he killed it. The crowd was going crazy. The second choice, any kid. Any kid who can Mm. dance good is going to kill it. Huge crowd pop. And I thought those were the two choices, but last night, a third genre uh, (laughs) appeared on the dance cam, and I couldn't believe it. Old guy with moves. This guy was awesome. He, uh, you know, he must have been close to his 70s, but just with very old-timey but very silly-looking moves. Um, And the crowd was going crazy. Clearly, he was chosen the winner of the dance camp. So those are my uh, my three choices: big boy, little boy, old boy. Question about the big boy: Can the big boy move? We're talking splits, man. Like, like the Hawks dance team was out there, and everybody's cheering. Oh, cool! The Hawks dance team, and then the big guy came in and did the entire (laughs) routine as the front of the (laughs) the front of the pyramid or whatever. And I mean, he was awesome. 
Yeah, I, I've got a that soft spot for, for the big guy, for the big fatty. I mean, um, because it kind of... It, oh, come kind on, of, Lee. Well, it kind of defies I've got a, like, spot, a physics, soft spot for the it? big guy, the fatty. <laughs> no, because it's like, if he's moving so well, he's got to practice those moves, but he's still got the belly. So, uh, you know, when does he do it? Is it just in the... <laughs> when a, he's just a natural-born dancer, yeah. I would say. Yeah, mm. give me that then, give me that. <laughs> Yeah, give me the MBD, the natural born dancer as well. Uh, it's it's big boy easily. You see any like any wedding you've ever been to, the bigger guy that's killing it on the dance floor, he's the, he steals the show. Um, it's hit like it, it's it's like uh, whenever you see a big guy get in the pool and suddenly is the fastest guy in the water. Mm. I always love that too. Um, so dance floor or the water, it's the big boy. <laughs> Good question though. Tough question. Old, pe- uh, old a, people a, and kids are the same category to me. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, like, okay. Cute, You're getting an of, age bump. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's fair. Yeah. I feel. I feel like the the big guy is sort of the middle of those two. I, I, I agree. There was a. We know the Detroit Usher. Uh-huh. Mm. Uh huh. He. They've elevated. They've changed it. They they introduced three other guys. It was a choreographed dance. So he just started dancing and he just basically passed the baton to mm. some other guy who was just there. <laughs> but it looked like three right. But. Uh, they did a choreographed dance. Now the usher, just give it to the usher. He's the best. I, I thought. I thought. They, I thought they went a little too far. Let him but do hey, his thing. Hey, you, you got to test things. No idea is a bad idea. Warriors one thirty four, <laughs> Pelicans one twenty three. The Warriors get their first win of the season. They go small to get it done. Draymond Green uh, starting at center. This, this this score, that final score, it wasn't even nearly that close. The, the Warriors punked them. They were up huge in this game, and then it got a little closer in the fourth quarter. Um, are the Warriors back? They're not dead? <laughs> no, according to Draymond Green, not. They, they still suck. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I honestly thought Draymond Green was the key last night. Yeah. He came out and looked energized, and he was like, all right, we've been embarrassed and humiliated enough. I'm one of the leaders of this team. I'm going to show the guys what to do. I think it was the very first play of the game, in fact. He, he got a sort of layup there of a little uh, DHO from Steph. And I think Draymond just kind of was in the locker room saying, guys, let's, let's get out there and play harder and play a little bit uh, more tougher. And, and the result reflected that. Yeah, I think we did this. And by, <laughs> by we, I mean the media in general, calling out the Warriors. Draymond Green said, these guys calling, calling us out for toughness, for leadership, these old players who never led anything in their life. Uh, I don't know who he was calling out, but he was calling out somebody. There was, there was a fire within him mm-hmm. to, to play in this game and in that locker room. Every single guy on, on that roster was playing defense all of a sudden. And, yeah, I think moving Draymond Green to the five and saying goodbye to Marquise Chris was very important. It's yeah. almost like it, their death lineup you know, to, to what they finished games with when they needed to, they're starting with, and that's because they need to win games in the regular season because of the rotation. And the way they move the ball, there was some, there was, there was great plays, I think, throughout the NBA yesterday, but there were some honey passes between Steph and D'Angelo and D'Angelo back to Steph and whipping it around with their left hands. Uh, they were, they're having fun playing basketball and they look like they have a rotation all of a sudden. And so, no, they're not dead, but they're going to have to, Draymond Green is going to have to play at that triple double level. Yeah, that he had he's going to have to play night. like this for them to be, you know, a seventh or eighth seed. I I do believe that that Draymond Green has to have this impact on these type of games. He's yeah. They only have two great players, and they both have to be great because the rest. Uh, D'Angelo Russell is there as well. He's easy. He's easy to forget, but sometimes that offense can get going. But yeah, Draymond Green is. He's really really important on the defensive end in sixteen, seventeen, and ten. Yeah, a monster monster line for him. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's totally needed. Well, a good game to get well against the last year's Lakers. You know, no Drew Holiday for the Pelicans, no Derek Favors for the Pelicans. This is the kind of game that if you've had a bad start to your season, you're happy to see those two guys sitting out on uh, right. on the schedule. So, you know, you can play Draymond Green at center if he's going to be going up against Jaleel Okafor for 12 minutes. Yeah, you know, I don't think true. it's a coincidence that Draymond Green went for a triple-double for the first time this season when he's playing as the center. So perhaps he's got to play five almost exclusively until at least Willie Cauley-Stein comes back. Mark Chris, he ain't doing it. Draymond is their best rim defender. He's closer to the rim now, and he's also able to make more plays. They just looked right and not terribly surprising. You know, off to a, a terrible start, but they're happy to get happy <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's easy to just say hey the pelicans are 0 and 4 and they stink and and we shouldn't watch them and drew holiday was out who's likely their best player he was also at the previous game when they gave the the rockets a run but 
Derek Favors, yeah, he's their, he's their big guy who should be holding down the fort, and that's why the Warriors had 19 offensive rebounds and also a reason why they had 19 offensive rebounds was because they looked at their locker room and said, this is, this is dirty. They're talking about us everywhere. Mm-hmm. They're making fun of us. And it, it, it is, you know, we talked about it yesterday, everybody getting their licks off, they're getting their shots off on the Warriors. It's a bit of a joke as well that people think, oh, now, they're, now that they're down, let, let's kick them. When these guys ran the show, these guys ran the show for half a decade in the NBA. It's just funny. Yep. It's, it's just funny to to be that petty. There's lo- lots of pettiness <laughs> out there. That's how quickly people <laughs> will turn on you, yep. for sure. Uh, Curry, four threes made in that one. D'Angelo Russell, three threes made. Um, Jordan Poole hit three. And then Damian Lee off the bench, four for six from down. So they had a they had a good shooting game, finally, from distance, 14 for 35. Uh, that's 40%. So that helped in the win as well. Thunder Rockets, guys. Chris Paul returns to Houston. We got, we got Westbrook playing his old team. Close game. Rockets hold on. 116, 112. Uh, was anyone surprised by, uh, you know, Chris Paul getting the tribute video during the first time out and you know, got a pretty good uh, response from the, the Houston faithful there, faithful there. They showered him with a bit of a standing ovation. No shock? Well, they sort of uh, had a bit of a dig at him, though, on the, on the uh, Jumbotron later on when they had a matchup featuring him versus Russell Westbrook. <laughs> And Russell Westbrook's numbers were clearly better than Chris Paul's. So a sure. little bit of a uh, double-edged sword there from the Rockets. But uh, honestly, like the uh, Thunder came out like focused in this game. Yeah. And it looked like early on, I thought, oh, wow, this is the game that Chris Paul really wants to, to sort of stick to his uh, former team. But uh, then Houston came back. But this is, uh, oh, man, the second half of this is a tough watch. It's, it's just, I, I just don't enjoy watching. Free throws? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's just a tough, tough team to watch right now. I thought Westbrook was sort of Oklahoma City Westbrook last night. You know, he sort of got the ball and just made a couple of those decisions where he just goes charging into the paint. He found some shooters in the corner and it looked like, you know, he, he wanted to sort of send a message almost to his old team as well that he wasn't going to lose to them, particularly not in Houston. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Uh, Westbrook looked incredible. He was cutting back door. He was hitting the offensive glass. He was pushing the pace, like you said. It looked like what they, the Rockets were envisioning when they got Westbrook, somebody that can bring a little bit of chaos to their team. They're not just the team that's going to bring it up. Harden's going to dribble through his legs for 20 seconds and then either get a shot at the rim, an alley-oop, or a three-pointer. Westbrook gives them something different. Uh, the pace is a little faster, and just more stuff can happen when he's out there on the court. And, you know, uh, it looked like it worked to me. I know, Lee, you clearly hate this team, but you got to admit, they looked all right last night. <laughs> well, like I said, I didn't enjoy watching them, though. I mean, listen, they're You love free throws. Harden went 21 for 22 at the free throw line. This yeah, doesn't make any no, sense. It just, it just feels to me that it is still, it's like, okay, it's, it's Harden or Westbrook, Harden or Westbrook. The, the ball doesn't flow as much. I mean, James Harden right now, he's like six for 40 or something like that from three yeah. on the season. Um, but yeah, yeah he's, and, and they've gotten off to a better start than last year, which is uh, wild that they started one and five last year. Now they're, they're two and one. I think you're getting everything you wanted from Russell Westbrook, not only on the floor, but off the floor. A lot of people wondered, is James Harden a leader verbally in a locker room? And that's where Chris Paul was supposed to be his his perfect yang to his ying, right? That he would be the vocal guy. And Russell Westbrook is in the locker room saying, my guys, I got to put my guys on my back. And he's doing the talking. And I think that's what James Harden likes. Throughout the the, the past few years, we've heard a a lot of, let's say, Kevin McHale, his, his previous coach, say... James Harden isn't so much of a of a, a vocal leader, a guy that would put players on his back, you know, emotionally. And I think Russell Westbrook has filled that role that Chris Paul sort of left a void for. And yes, just being bonkers on the floor, he's he's needed. This this team was definitely and is still to some extent, you know, one note. It's Harden dribble, dribble, dribble. But now there's a couple notes. It's Russ, <laughs> it's it's Russell Westbrook. But yeah, I understand why Lee's not happy watching this team. It's it, you know, when we watch this much basketball, it's nice. It's not. It's not fun to see ISO ball. I understand that. It's. We talked about Kyrie Irving in, in Brooklyn, but I, I think as far as this regular season goes, it doesn't really matter for this team if they get wins. And Russell Westbrook is not making James Harden do what he had to do last year, and that's score thirty six points a game when they got down and they were one and five because of the the whole scenario around Carmelo Anthony and Spitgate and all that. <laughs> That's all, that's all that matters. The energy is all that matters to get them to the postseason. 
and then we'll see what James E. can do in a wide open West. All right, so Chris Paul returns to Houston. We can scratch that one off the list. Um, and he's not he's not doing himself or the the Pelicans any favor or the Pelicans. I keep calling call, them the yeah, Thunder. You've done any, that like three times. Yeah, I've got this. I I do it every moment of my life. I'm a visual person. <laughs> I see blue. I see Oklahoma City blue, and I see Pelicans. This isn't really blue, but it's not like at a, all. It's a tealy. <laughs> Anyway, anyways, Chris Paul's not doing anything for his trade value either. He's he's fine. He's fine. But he's he's, yeah. he's it's a lot it's a lot of bucks on that contract, but <laughs> he doesn't care, man. He got, <laughs> he changed the rules so he could get paid. Someone's going to pay him. He wants to play for a winner though, I, I assume. Yeah, you you, you, you assume, so. but you know. <laughs> they're they're one in 3 and Shea Gilgis Alexander's fun to watch yep, on that. No, team. he is. Yeah. Night in and night out, he's mm. averaging over 20. Um, what reunion game are you most excited for next? Now that, you know, Chris Paul again has returned to Houston and that one that one's done. Is there one that's coming up here that you're most excited about? Well, I think the big one is Kawhi back in Toronto. I think clearly because he he left the team, of course, but he was only there for a year and they won the championship. So there's not going to be any booing or anything like that. A f- fans are going to want to embrace him. But fans are also going to want to say, hey, we're still a good team without you. And they're going to go out there and want to beat him. They're not going to be like, hey, Kawhi, you are our whole team. You know what I mean? So there's going to be respect. There's going to be a tribute video. The one question is, though, when the Clippers go to Toronto, that's the fourth game of a six-game road trip. Yeah, he, he won't play. <laughs> we, know, we know he likes to load manage, and he doesn't care at all about the opponent. What are the chances that he just says, you know what, that's the game I'm sitting out? High. Strong. <laughs> I think very high, because you're right. He doesn't care. He's like, I don't care. It's just another game. If I'm you know, scheduled to sit, then I'll sit. They can do whatever they want. I'll stand up and... Wave my hand. We'll even do that. I'm not sure. I'm not excited about that one really at all. That one's going to be, like you said, it's going to be two kinds, a bunch of Canadians yeah. being polite. Um, I'm most excited for November 27th when there's two crazy returns. Kyrie Irving back to Boston. Okay. And then Anthony Davis returning uh, to New Orleans. Same night. We get both of these games. Those are going to be a little more, a little more nasty. Anthony Davis won. That'll be, you know, he's one of the, maybe their best player in franchise history. Um, so it'll be... But but then of course says he wants out and get me out of here and that happens that whole ordeal. And he um, was booed as a member of yeah, the team, so yeah. it should get nasty yeah, it enough. Should, it as should be nasty. Opposing player. That's true. So they both should be. Uh, those fans are not going to be kind. I would say. And the, and same goes for Jimmy Butler going back to Philadelphia. Nobody's nice in Philadelphia, <laughs> and, and they shouldn't be quote unquote mad at him. They went to a second round run last year. Could have got to the conference finals. Could have gone to the NBA finals. But they're they're the Sixers fans. They'll give it to them. I don't want any (laughs) respect. I don't want Kawhi respect. What's Kawhi going to do when he goes to the throne? Nothing. He's not going to say a peep. Jimmy Butler is going to be barking and yelling, and I'm looking forward to that. Also looking forward to Chris Stapps going back to New York. Mm. Did not end well there. You know, he missed the last season. He would have played as the Knicks. And even during that season, there was drama. Uh, And he was draft night then he was beloved as the next best nick and now they hate him so when he comes back with the mavericks should be fun who's he's had the a back and forth with oh rj barrett to some degree yeah yeah about rj barrett saying i'm gonna dunk on him yeah. that's been that's been very oh. kind though. what if he does he, yes. he yeah. sort of invited it did he? Yeah, he yeah, yeah, like, yeah yeah come and try it yeah yeah uh, the uh, flip side of last night's game that we were talking about, too, Westbrook returns to OKC on January 9th. And uh, Royce Young wrote this, The Thunder have never done a tribute video for a player, yeah, claiming it's like it's a true. policy of sorts. But Royce thinks, you know, that's going to change for Westbrook's return. So that'll be interesting to watch. Because they never gave one for KD. Yeah, yeah. KD's was a different situation, too. Like, he, he sort of left yeah. for nothing, whereas Westbrook it was kind of like, all right, We'll let you go now. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah, again, it right. was like... A, yeah, you're right. Kevin Durant left, you know, on, in free agency when he's allowed to. Russell no, Westbrook I, I, was I, under contract and asked out. I understand. It is different. <laughs> I, 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 I tell the fans, oh, Kevin Durant in OKC. I think he gave Ooh, them a great... You're right. I just... Uh, these circumstances. One thing about Westbrook, uh, Trey, what's the hair that he's got rolling these days? It's uh, yeah, not a lot. Not enough talk about it, I'd yeah, say. It's, yeah, you know, uh, he <laughs> looks like... There's that character, I feel, it's in Guardians of the Galaxy, and she's like an empathetic. She's an empath yeah. of some sort. Uh, it, I don't know. I don't remember her name, but she's got the antenna, and that's exactly yeah. what the, the danglers in the front remind yeah. me of. Yeah, that's, that's but it looks cool when he's wearing a stocking hat. I, th- I think to me that's the entire the entire point of it is that when he pulls on a toque, he's just got him hanging down a little bit and it looks cool. Mm, maybe, you maybe. saw it last night when he had the cutoffs on, the leather pants, the leather shoes. Styling. He's a cool-looking dude. Is he going to pull them up at some point? Those, those mm. like, like he's uh, the green guy on Flintstones. What's his name? 
the Great Gazoo. The Great Gazoo, yeah. <laughs> like you should pull them up, just put them straight up. I, I feel maybe that that's playoff for us. Just sticking up. <laughs> well, well. Speaking of fashion, let's get into the up down report here because uh, last night Mitchell Robinson he showed up to his game against the Bulls, rocking his very own number twenty three New York Knicks jersey. Yes, the sophomore center opted to wear his own threads instead of a throwback or any sort of fashion statement. Very bold move. I, I believe very rare. Um, guys, are you up or down on wearing your own jersey to the, to the tunnel before the game? I'm definitely up because it's never been done before. I so think it's been done in the WNBA. Malik Monk did it. Yes. Oh, Malik, oh, oh, Monk Malik did Monk's it done it too. Okay, yeah, okay. okay. Well, I miss Malik Monk. I didn't see that. But uh, I thought it was a cool look. It's like, hey, why not? And it's a cool number. It's a cool jersey. He was looking great when he came in. Why not? The hoodie, Why not the hoodie all different? tied up too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good you're on up. him. Okay, so, yeah, up. I'm up on it. Yeah, it's 2019. I'm up on this too because if you're not telling people how awesome you are, nobody is. <laughs> it's just like being on Twitter. Wearing your own jersey to a game is like being on Twitter. You have to say how great you are. That's uh, so. That's why I'm up on it because I like to retweet our stuff. And. Um, you, did you draft League Fitz in our, our show it wasn't on me. Sunday? I did. I, I did. Skates. Yep. Mm. I took him the number one yes. pick in the wild card category. Wild. Wild pick. Yep. Are you happy with your pick? Oh, my they God, yes. Look at They're already making news. Could have been newsbreakers <laughs> for all for crying out loud here. Uh, yeah, I'm pumped with my that League Fitz. jersey looks really small on him. Well, he's got a sweater on, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, he's, he's bulked. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Are you up or down? It almost looks like a kid jersey. I was I was just concerned oh, with what's oh. going on. Is 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 he not getting an authentic jersey? It almost looks like a replica for mm. for for a brief moment. Maybe maybe he put Tribbiani on the back, because that's the, that's the uh, jersey that Joey Tribbiani wore on Friends that time. So maybe it was a throwback to that. <laughs> maybe you're not wrong. Oh, it was not twenty three. He wasn't did. It? He yeah. did wear a Marcus yeah. Canby jersey. Yeah. Sup with the whack PlayStation stuff. Oh my goodness. Listen, I understand he wants to get to work. I think he's been thinking about his job all day long, and he's like, I'm just not, I'm ready. I'm ready to play. So, I, I, you know, he's a one-track mind. I like that. Could you legally play with a sweatshirt underneath your jersey? <laughs> no. That's illegal. That's yeah. got to be illegal. Like, without the hoodie part, you think it's illegal? Yeah, it's gotta be illegal. It's Maybe gotta, it's you can fake be. it. You get like get like the Anthony Davis undershirt. Get yeah. some uh, arm sleeves on yeah. there. There's nothing. There's nothing for the head part, but uh, you're getting close to a body sleeve hoodie. Okay, if you're pulling, <laughs> if you're pulling off. I'm I'm up on this as well. I can't believe someone like Kyrie hasn't done this already. Um, it's maybe it's a little surprising that it's uh, Malik Monk and Mitchell Robinson being the guys to do it. Um, but I'm I'm up on it. I think we're gonna see more of it too. It's it's very funny. All right, next one on Monday, Ennis Cantor. Seemingly revealed the Boston Celtics' new alternate jerseys in a post to his Instagram story. Now, Twitter went nuts. Cantor deleted the post, but not before screenshots were obviously snapped and those got shared. The jerseys appear to be some strange teal color. Um, Could be the lighting, could be the lighting. But it has this Gaelic-looking Celtic sort of font that, uh, as Celtics blog put it, screams more Renaissance fair. (laughs) Um, Anyway, you guys have seen the photos. I'm sure everyone listening has seen them by now. Are you up or down on these uh, reportedly new Celtics alternate jerseys? Uh, I'm waiting to see the official one. Oh, right? Wow. Okay. Uh, what, why? What do you need? Like my, my, my answer right now is down. Yeah. My yeah. answer right now is down because it looks ridiculous. That being said, <laughs> I am waiting to see what actual color this thing is because it feels like, is this uh, the black and blue dress or the yellow and gold dress? <laughs> Is the, I don't mm. think these are the right colors. That being said, I think the right colors are going to be Kelly green and gold. The Celtics have had that kind of look for a few different alternate uniforms over the years, and I always think that looks terrible. Yeah, uh, for me too. Me, they should be either green and white or white and green. I don't like when they throw black in there. I don't like when they throw gold in there. I'm a traditionalist when it comes to the Celtics. Yeah. I like to see Park that hard floor. Floor. Yeah, Tommy Heinsohn, Larry Bird. Give me some serifs on my fonts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm going to go down for now with a possibility to go up, but I'm not feeling like I'll be flipping those fingers. It's the T in Boston that's really confusing. Yeah, that Gaelic T. Yeah, that, 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 that just looks weird. <laughs> it looks like a C, uh, sort of. <laughs> sort of, yeah, yeah. Boscon. Uh, but, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's hard to go up on these. They look ugly. <laughs> the, 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 font, the font is ugly. And I wonder if Ennis just, someone said here, just, just 
you know, put this in your stories and then delete it. No, yeah, no like, way, no way. Ennis Cantor does seem like this type of guy that's like, oh, sort of seems like you a little bit, Lee. He's like, oh, cool, New Jersey's. <laughs> Let me just blast these out before like checking with anyone whether or not he should legally be doing that. Uh, because well, no, I, no, I'm serious. They like, shouldn't have put him in. The, they shouldn't have put him in a locker if they. Weren't ready to get him. Oh, you're getting grammed. Yeah. yeah. We're well, where were they? Do we know they were actually in the locker? They seemed like they could have been somewhere in the back and he just saw them while he was going to like the stretching table. I was yeah. like, Oh cool, my jersey, New Jersey, let's put that up. That's that's a good point. I yeah. just see it hanging. I I had the pleasure of watching this come across my feed live. Right <laughs> right as it happened. And I was disgusted when I when I saw this thing. Uh, the first the first picture uh, the front is a different color than the second picture of the back. Mm, yeah. It's this this is could be a lighting. The, the, yeah. Yeah, the second one I think is more the color, the green and gold. So it might look better, but uh, either either one is not pretty. <laughs> I, but uh yeah, it, you're right. It's the T the TC combo there on that T. It's like that old Twins logo. <laughs> uh, the TC Tuggers. It, it, lo- it looks like yeah, it looks like both the TC Tuggers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm done. Uh, well, any other styles? One, really. one more thing about this on Big Time Down, if this is what they look like. Um, Celtics blog, though, they said, you know, because a lot of talk has been about the color and, yeah, this this weird Gaelic font. But Celtics blog said they haven't changed the font for Cantor's name like they sort of did for everything mm-hmm. else either. So the back mm-hmm. of the jersey is awkwardly mismatched if this is the thing. Like, why are the numbers outlined but they're but not the name and... It's a good point too. It's it looks like half-assed done. I wonder because of this backlash of the Celtics or, or Nike or whoever, it's just like nope, get rid of them. So, screw it. We're not doing. Never them seen now. them before. Yeah, yeah no is, I think this is guerrilla marketing. Ooh, I just can't throw it out there to sell some more jerseys. Like mm-hmm. the Celtics need more jerseys sold. Yeah. Okay. Uh, final one here. The Athletics' Richard Deitch let off his must-read media circus column yesterday by making a strong case for TNT's Inside the NBA to be enshrined in the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. The studio show is celebrating its 30th anniversary on the air, and Deitch argues it has been as significant to the growth of the NBA as much as any member of the Hall of Fame who has been inducted under the contributor category over the last 30 years, perhaps short of David Stern, uh, the longtime commissioner. I thought this was a fun one. Are you guys up or down on the idea of inducting inside the NBA into the Basketball Hall of Fame? I'm up. I think so. I think it has had that impact on basketball because it's the one show that has been constant for so long that people still talk about and, and people still refer to things that happen on, on it. Yep. And it has grown with the game and, you know, adding Shaq and Kenny and Charles and all those guys as they've come along has kept, the, it, kept it relevant and kept it fun and exciting. So um, I'm not sure how it would work exactly. You know, I guess they just nominated well, and they've nomi- people they've vote on it. They've inducted teams before. I mean, it's is it that much yeah, different than a but, team um, being inducted? Not really. And 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 it feels like it will be here for uh, you know, will be here around here for at least another ten years or as long as Ernie wants to keep hosting it. <laughs> I think that'll be the key. If Ernie decides when he decides he's had enough, will it still have the legs uh, when someone else takes over? That that's going to be a big. A big moment for the uh, inside crew. But yes, I'm up. Put it in. Yeah, I'm up as well. And there is the contributor is a good way for them to go in. I, I believe that's the way that guys like our coworker David Aldridge or Mark Stein at that tiny mom and pop operation, the New York Times. That guy also is a Hall of Famer. So there are ways to do it. They have grown the game. They're still fun to watch. Put them in. I think we need, like what Zach Lowe has, has been preaching for a while, this sort of you know, miscellaneous wing or whatever right. he's called it, right. just this random wing. Uh, I, I think that's where something like this would be perfect. The only part that I don't like about it, of course, it's, it should be a lock to get in, is that I don't think a second show will ever get in if these hmm. guys get in. Hmm. And rightfully so. But, hey, we've been doing a show for a while. Six seasons. Can't put us in? Guess not. Uh, I, I just want to have the possibility of us getting in there one day. Well, if they get in, I think it does maybe help our chances down 30, okay. 40 okay. years from now. I mean, if you could look back and say, wow, look at all the podcasts these guys did for, for, five, for five decades, uh, then maybe there's a small, small chance. I think if you put them in, though, you got to make a case for a Mod Rashad's inside stuff. That had quite the impact on... On basketball yeah. fans for a good chunk of time. I'm so, I'm not I'm I'm half joking, but there is some truth to that. Um, Put in the VHS of dazzling dunks and yeah. basketball oh, yeah. bloopers. Yeah. That's got to go in. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I look. I, I'm up on this. I think it's uh, definitely deserved. But I saw in the comments, the Athletic have great comments, by the way. The readers there are smart. And Thomas C. 
He said, while I support, I would support the show's induction, the one that without a doubt deserves the lion's share of credit is Ernie Johnson. Kenny and Shaq are great, but ultimately not irreplaceable. Chuck less so, but the show will likely continue past his requirement. Without EJ, though, and you were talking about this, inside the NBA couldn't exist. He brings out the best in the rest of the panel and carries the show forward every week. I can't help but wonder if his induction alone may be more appropriate. Which I think is an interesting mm-hmm. point. Yeah. You know, like, outside of Kenny... Um, Charles and Shaq are in the Hall of Fame from what they did, you know, playing basketball. It does feel like uh, if any one of the of the four there currently, it, Ernie's the the no brainer. But I'm still up on the whole thing going in. Let's get and to Charles is uh, he's inducted as well for the Dream Team, right? So that'd be a, a three time inductee mm. to one Whoa, Hall of Fame. Great point. Great point. Different plaques in each one, maybe. Let's hear from you guys. What do you think on all three of those up downs? Let us know on Twitter hashtag No Dunks. All right, time for tweet of the night. Mm. Tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. I feel like a regular Lee Ellis here because tonight's today's tweet of the night is a two-parter. Mm. They came through at about the same time last night. It was 1995 night for the Toronto Raptors. So here are a couple of tweets from some Toronto Raptors fans. The first comes from Steve Slutkowski, guitarist for Pup the Band, close compatriot of our co-worker Blake Murphy. He tweets, the jerseys are dope, the court is dope, the warm-up clothes are dope, this is so sick. Unfollow me if you've ever slandered this era of Raptors jerseys. <laughs> wow. That's an aggressive tweet. <laughs> that is an aggressive tweet. You're not going to be surprised, Lee. It's in all caps. Mm-hmm. Very adamant. These are good jerseys. However, Drew Fairservice, our co-worker at The Athletic, host of Birds All Day, he tweets, the purple dinosaur was corny then and it's corny (laughs) now it's on i will not accept the erasure of my well-deserved scorn for the team's branding for 20 odd years there's some raptors fans here are the jerseys flash or are they trash in a vacuum they're trash of of course i I, how hold on scorn for 20 odd years drew fair service things got better after 99 things turned up there were some bad years with the Purple on the front, black on the back there afterwards. But things have gotten a heck of a lot better. A heck of a lot better. I guess he's saying 20 the last five have been good. I think what he's saying is I remember when these Raptors jerseys came in and they were a joke back then and I've hated them ever since. But now that we're a good team and the jerseys are old, everybody likes them. That's so dumb. That is so dumb. They were not... Um, they were not trash when they were unveiled. Yeah, there were some jokes about it being named after, obviously, a movie, Jurassic Park. They sold mad merchandise of these jerseys. It was obviously a six, gigantic success that people Somebody's liked. Somebody's talking in all caps. <laughs> hey, am I wrong? Am I wrong? Stick to baseball, fair service. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not they, wrong. So they, they sold a lot, but the, the team, uh, it, it contributed to the, to the team being looked at as a Mickey Mouse franchise. I think having a big goofy Barney on the front of a. <laughs> no, I, I think winning. Yeah. yeah, I think winning ten games had more to do with that. But yeah. okay. Hey, when Kyle Lowry was celebrating wearing his throwback, it looked cool on him then. So True. it's it's one it. it's one of those ones that looks cool as a fashion item. Maybe as a basketball uni, it's only got a short shelf life. You know? How about uh, how about the court? They oh. went with the court last night from '95. Purple outside of the key, yeah. a blank lane, and I didn't remember how many. Raptor logos there were from back then. You had the Raptor logo, the main one, the guy dribbling the basketball at center court. You have a Raptor eating a basketball in the bottom left corner. Yeah. You have a Raptor eating a TR in the top right corner. And then you had like 10 ball claws yeah. walking across the court. There's a lot of dinosaur branding going yeah. on. Yeah, there was bad branding. And I agree with Drew Fair Service on that. I, I just think I'm being picky with the 20 years. Let's, let's scale that back to about <laughs> seven, eight, nine. Yeah, there's some bad, there's bad years. I, I think, listen... It's it's ugly to look at now, but it's just nostalgia seeping through. God, it feels good to look back veins. at things. That's my that's my youth. Of course, I love it. And so it doesn't matter. It, I, I can anything could be on that. You know that court, those ten logos. They could have made one up because they had so <laughs> many logos. I, I still would have loved it. But all that purple, I think it would have been reflecting into the players' eyes. There's so much that's purple. A lot of purple. It's a lot of purple. There's that's way true, too yeah. much. And, and I actually was working uh, with Gary Payton yesterday on Yahoo's the bounce, and he was looking at that court, and he said that's blue. 
That's not purple. <laughs> the jerseys are purple, Gary. Uh, now we've got that dress again. Is it blue yeah, or is it purple? What's the oh, I don't know. How, that's not a debate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that is that is the purplest uh, of Gary purples. would have played on that court. So. I know. That's why. How, how, does, how does he not know? <laughs> He's a Hall of Famer, Tass. He's a Hall of Famer. This Maybe is a uh, Hall of Fame eyes. This is yeah. how you do, uh, uh, like, really lean into a throwback night, though. I mean, they're celebrating 25 years as the Raptors franchise. But they have the, so they have, they're going to have six of these Raptors rewind nights, as they're calling them. Uh, so you're going to see this court, and you're going to see these jerseys again. But man, Tass, the bare naked ladies perform, yeah. or the consisting <laughs> members of the bare naked ladies perform the national yeah. anthem like they did in '95. Chuck Claire was the halftime performance, <laughs> and he was and yes. Electric Circus host Monica Diol what? was there what? and they talked to her and, like they were playing Rhythm is a Dance or something. Like, they leaned really hard oh, into great. this and uh, I think knocked it out of the park if you're going to do one of these things. I bet they would have done this on opening night too if they hadn't won the championship. Mm. That's what I was thinking because this mm-hmm. was like, their second home game. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm flash on the throwbacks and um, you know, I'm, I'm big time thumbs up overall for the whole night. It was well done. Well done. Yeah, I liked actually having the magic there, too. They weren't wearing their throwbacks, but it was close enough where they were actually wearing blue. You know, it actually looked like a game from 1995. Kudos to the Raptors. When they were the Huskies, they went with the full court, too. It looks so much cooler when you do everything. And Kyle Lowry, postgame in his interview, was asked about the jerseys when he did it on Sportsnet, and he said, they're sexy. Yeah, And he he walked away. He said, quote of the night, sexy. (laughs) Something like that. All right, let's hear from you guys. What do you think? Were you fans of them or not? All right, last night's pick-up results. We were looking back at Monday night. We had the Denver Kings game. Denver Denver was favored by six and a half, and they won by seven. Oh, my goodness. The Kings had a couple look right at the end, too. Like sort of a... Yeah, like a pointless little floater. Could have got the win for the Kings uh, betters out there. But instead, the Nuggets get it done. Lee and I had Denver, so we're both 4-1 and one for the short month of October. So we're in the clear. Tass, you fall to 1-4 and because you had the Kings. Trey, you're 2-3 and because you had the Kings. What's tonight's game? Only three games on tonight. I also picked a big line uh, for this evening okay. just to make it juicy. I think it makes it a tougher pick. It was yeah. good juice last night, no doubt. Thank you very much. I'll accept that juice. Uh, Atlanta visiting the Miami Heat. Atlanta played at home last night, back-to-back, going to Miami. who's coming off a loss a couple of nights ago, but they're favored by a lot of points. They're favored by eight and a half points over the Hawks, Ooh. so they have to win by nine. I'll take the Heat. You're taking them. I'll take the Heat by nine. Plus, mm, yeah, yeah, I think the, I think the Hawks are due for a blowout loss as well. I'll take the Heat as well. I'm on the Heat too. Whoa, whoa, yeah, Lee. It's a big line. It's a big line. Jimmy Butler, I we haven't heard if he's playing or not. I guess, uh, but the Heat have been good so far. Very, very competitive. I like uh, Ken. Uh, what's his name? Kendrick Nunn. Mm-hmm. He's been uh, he's been great. On fire. Yeah, they're on a yeah. Hawks are on a back play. Give me the Heat. Give wow, the heat. everybody taking the Heat. Uh, favored by I feel eight bad going against the. I feel bad not picking the Hawks to take cover. the Hawks, take, man. Nah, 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 I'll take the heat. I'll take. Okay, the heat. okay. Everybody's <laughs> taking the heat. Okay, that's it for today's no dunks. Thanks for joining us. Remember to get your questions and comments in as soon as possible for tomorrow's beach stepping. Email them. Email them to no dunks at theathletic.com. Tweet them in at no dunks inc. Hey, don't forget the other excellent basketball shows on the Athletic Podcast Network. There's a new tampering podcast that I just fired up. I've just dug into. It's great so far. Pretty sure the basketball buds are dropping a little more heat later today. And there are over a dozen team-specific shows featuring some of your favorite athletic reporters. So check those out. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, folks. And remember, Lee Ellis will not back down from criticism. He will take the heat. Embrace the day, people. If you feeling my vibe, then we can all just ride. If you want to get down, then we can all just ride. All my people throw your hands up high and just ride. Where you're from, east side to west side, just ride. All my people from uptown to downtown, from Cali to NY, you know.